I'm Chad Rutherman's. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket, always fresh. Today, we're going to be talking about Donut County, which was a game that was developed by Ben Esposito, published by Annapurna Interactive, and was released in 2018 on phone platforms, uh, as as well as on uh, Windows, PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and then just recently on Android, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird that it took a while to port. You also forgot Mac OS. Oh, Mac OS? Yeah. Windows, Mac OS, and Switch OS. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, Donut County is, <laughs> every time we think about doing, we like we're, we will browse just sort of like, the internet and the shops and stuff and occasionally something catches our eye and i feel like 100 percent of the time that we naturally find something it's one of these like mumblecore indie games yeah like there's something about this aesthetic that that just really appeals to us for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um but i guess i i want to not put this in a genre necessarily uh i i it's kind of a puzzle game, uh, but it is a game where you play as a hole in the ground and you drop stuff into the hole and the hole gets larger and allows you to drop m- bigger things in the hole. Yeah, my first note is that I was thinking of this game as the no-clip coined term of a roll em up yeah. as in that it feels like it's inspired by Katamari. Uh, but I guess you could change that from a roll em up to a hole em up. <laughs> uh, okay, not bad. <laughs> this definitely does give big Katamari vibes mm-hmm. uh, as far as like kind of a lot of how it goes. The, the, I won't say the narrative, but like mechanically and uh, sort of visually. It's got a lot of, of, of that DNA in it. Yeah, it just, Katamari is much more chaotic, and this is much more chill. Mm-hmm. Though, like, I don't know. I don't know exactly where I want to land on this. Like, Because from a mechanical standpoint, this game isn't, like, all that interesting like it's not (laughs) i don't it's not that i don't like the game or like playing it it is enjoyable but it's more of like a relaxing experience than it is anything else Mm -hmm. um and it's one of those games that we've talked about a couple of times uh where the game feels like it spends a really long time on the basics and by the time that the mechanics could become very interesting that's when it lets off the gas and the game ends. Yeah, it it almost kind of felt like a sandwich to me, uh, to use a dumb metaphor. Um, I accept no other kinds of metaphor. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I think I, it's either the first or second level, and I, I think it's the first one. It's You are like outside of a house, and you you collect things with a hole, and then the perspective shifts to like the side of the house, mm-hmm. and then the back of the house and the other side, and I liked how the level felt like it had like a little, like it evolved or like it turned around and there were several different screens. And that's something that doesn't come up in any of the other levels. <laughs> uh, most of them are just one screen affairs. So I thought that was a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, and, but then it brings it back at the end and does like this really cool 
like infiltration level where you're going from like room to room and you have to bring items to open doors and shoot them back up and like all kinds of stuff and it's like I feel like that last level really shows the potential that the mechanics had mm-hmm. and the rest of the game doesn't utilize them. Yeah. I I get the impression that the way that this game was designed was like with that initial uh first couple of levels concept where it's just like you pick stuff up make the hole bigger um and to me like that is like a relaxing experience like it's it's got that same sort of like cathartic energy that Mm. like clearing lines in tetris does yeah just satisfying to do yeah and i love it honestly but like the fact that it does dip into it like it almost does the game a slight disservice because even though the more complicated puzzles were my favorite parts of the game it also made me realize how cool the like the the more extreme version of this could have been yeah it it feels like yeah kind of like you're getting at like it sits somewhere in the middle where like it should have leaned one way or the other and been like just more of like a veg out mm-hmm. and suck things into this hole kind of game or it should have like pushed the like puzzly and uh level design side of things further than it did yeah and that's not to diminish how good i think that this game genuinely is like i think that for what like a simplistic concept is they got to focus in on it and kind of present this engaging little thing with this accompanying narrative which i think is like the main real selling point like that's that's kind of what the game is about and the whole part is just like that's what you do to progress in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the it's one of those indie games where it's very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, like the I, I I have in my notes here that the raccoon character BK BK, who I guess is technically the main character, but I thought of the girl who's his friend as the main character for some reason. Yeah, I don't really know why, but um, you are technically playing as the raccoon. Uh, Who's moving the hole around everywhere. But uh, he, I have written down that he feels like a character written by you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get that impression, which probably means that it's correct. <laughs> uh. It just feels like this... Uh, he's like a very lazy character who is always like denying like responsibility for stuff. And it just like felt like if you wrote an indie game character like that's what it would end up like (laughs) Mm -hmm. i want to i do want to talk about the writing in this game but you bring up like a really good point is that i'm super funny and great and would write a good character yeah that's what i'm trying to say yeah no uh uh no i i agree with you in that i view mira to be the main character of the game as well i think that while uh bk is our like playable protagonist i think that mira is the main character because she's a human there really aren't many in the game and so she's the most relatable of the characters and like her perspective is the one that we're kind of supposed to be siding yeah she's like the lens through which uh bk's actions are being viewed through Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that all in all I think it is fair and correct to say that Mira is the main character. Yeah, and I think she's the one in control when you're doing like the final boss and stuff like that. So yeah, that is true and accurate. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just as I wrote it. Is what, is what <laughs> you we pull off for. a mask and you're actually Ben Esposito. <laughs> this is an interview now. What's up? <laughs> uh, okay, so on the on the topic of writing and this game's writing, mm-hmm. uh, I want to know how you pronounce LOL. I say lol in my head. Yeah, so do I. I feel like it's like just a thing with our friend group that like we do that. Mm-hmm. I, and I imagine plenty of other people do too, but it's not like a universal thing. <laughs> I feel like I thought a similar thing because people don't go around in public saying lol. Except us. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we're with each other, you know? Uh so, like, if somebody does something that isn't funny, uh, but we want to acknowledge it as, like, being very stupid or uh-huh. something, we will say lol out loud. It's like rolling your eyes, but with your mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't think that... I don't. It's probably not uncommon. It's probably a thing that lots of people do behind closed doors. Uh huh. Because you don't. You don't like go to a restaurant and are like, "What, what do you want to eat?" It's like, "I'll have a basket of fries." Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Big eat. Big eat. Yeah. F's in the chat. Easy clap. Forehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would be justifiably thrown out of that restaurant. <laughs> uh, but. The fact that it's so prevalent in this game, and they just do it all. Like, I can't imagine them intending this to be read entirely as text speak, because there is a separation Mm -hmm. between texts and the actual conversations people are having. But people still say lol in that way. And they also, like, OMG is in there, but, like, that's more of a common thing for people to spell out while Mm -hmm. talking. Uh and it was just, it's very, like, to me, it was jarring, but I think only because I'm, like, I was way over-analytical of, like, <laughs> what the fuck it meant in the game. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you're on to something, though. Like, I saw something on the internet somewhere that was, like, Gen Z and boomers hate that millennials always say LOL. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, maybe that is, like, a thing for, like, people close to our age that we overuse that and it's worked its way into this game because the developers probably close to our age that's probably true yeah uh yeah and i also most of the people who are younger than me that i talk to have attended have gravitated toward lameo Mm. Uh, or LMAO. I like LMAO. LMAO <laughs> is how I say that. I've never tried to say that one as a word. <laughs> LMAO, I think, is also mm. uh, generally accepted pronunciation for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've always been, I've just been a LOL guy for my whole, I've been a, lol, a real yeah. LOL cat. <laughs> we belong to LOLs Anonymous. Mm-hmm. We gotta come back from... Uh, our fucking boomer chat podcast that we're having right now. <laughs> we're getting old, okay? Uh, but yeah, I think that, that that is like, while we are probably making more of a deal about it than it needs to be, I do think that this type of, of dialogue shows sort of like a movement from... I mean, this game came out in 2018, so it's not even like it's a fresh thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um but a movement toward like a writing style that is more, uh, less formalized. Like I, I've noticed this in a couple of games, and I think that we've pointed it out 
often when it when when it shows up. Yeah, it makes me think of um, it's just one character in that game, but Celeste with mm. Theo, yeah, is kind of this sort of thing, like a. I don't even know if you would call it a commentary, but like it's just like a character that's very like rooted in like lingo and slang. And um Super Brothers, which is even older than this game is, mm-hmm. uh by a lot actually. That game came out in like 2012 or something. Yeah. Uh that game uses dialogue in this manner, and I feel like it was a really kind of strange standout example at the time, and also it's intended to sort of like but against the aesthetic of the game, which has this sort of yeah. like weird pseudo fantasy thing in that game for sure. Yeah, and this game is obviously taking it a lot more seriously on its face. Like nothing about the game makes it seem like they are using this dialect in like an ironic way. Yeah, it almost does kind of feel in certain contexts feel like an evolution of like a fellow kids sort of thing, <laughs> or like a like an Adult Swim kind of like uncanny trying to insert uh emotic emoticon type shortening of words and slang and lingo in places where it doesn't belong right uh and it does feel like it's slowly kind of wormed its way into like just the way people actually talk in real life now right which ends up making this game feel more realistic or like true to life in its dialogue than I think I would have thought when the game came out or potentially even more recently than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting. And maybe it is just me, like my slowly aging brain <laughs> really felt like it was out of place when I first saw it. But by the end of the game, it feels very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and the writing I think is one of the strengths of this game. Uh, I think that the, both the, the writing in the, the trashopedia, uh, and the dialogue between characters is genuinely really funny. Uh, I don't know I think that, that I would, I would highlight the writing of this game as like one of its unique strengths. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another thing, uh, the game made you think about, uh, the way it used dialogue <laughs> One thing it made me think about, and you kind of touched about it on it at the beginning, is this isn't a specific criticism against this game, nor is it really intended as a specific criticism in general, but it's just something the game made me think about, which is uh, what, like, you like unique, air quotes around this, indie game art styles. Because I almost kind of felt like this about, like, Goose Game as well. Like, it almost feels like you could have taken a computer thrown all the indie games that have come out in the past five years into it and it would have spit this art style out as like appealing indie game art style like 53b mm-hmm. uh and i don't i don't know what i really have to say about it but like i felt like a bubble popped for me and you know, i'm like am i getting like sick of this like cell shady cartoony like simplified detail kind of indie art style yeah and i don't think the answer is yes like i think i've just (laughs) reached a level of hyper awareness of it Mm -hmm. i recently played uh going under and it also has a really similar uh art style to this and it is something that is definitely getting more prevalent i am disconnected enough from like what 
the fuck anything in the art world is or sure, means sure. that I couldn't say for sure. But I'm I do wonder if there's a connecting thread, if there's like something about this art style that's very simple to make, uh, or if like it's just a popular style of art. Like I don't know yeah, what the actual I think it's a bit is. of both. And I think you see that with like pixel art as well. Like I think I reached a point a similar point like this with pixel art where I felt like I was kind of sick of it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you just kind of go back to being okay with it again. <laughs> uh, just like things hit like saturation points, you know? Yeah. There's, I read a, an anonymous fucking internet users, uh, defense of pixel art that I thought was pretty strong. Uh, basically saying like pixel, like making 2d graphics is obviously easier than making 3d graphics and pixel art allows you to make like a a sprite with a high level of detail Mm -hmm. without like making, without it being incredibly hard, difficult, or even expensive to do. Yeah. It's a lot easier to animate pixel art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you have like basically joints all over the place. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, I kind of, yeah, I feel like a lot of it comes from ease of use. Yeah. But I agree that it does appear to be just everywhere yeah, now. It's, I th- it's, it becomes a little bit popular because of ease of use, and then people latch on, like, grow an attachment to it, and then it becomes more popular. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's multiple things feed into each other. Yeah, I have, I want to compare it to, like, an art movement. Because I feel like it reminds me of a certain aesthetic, mm-hmm. but the only art movement that I know the name of is Art Deco, and I don't <laughs> think that's the one. Dadaism. Yeah. <laughs> Impressionism. These are all words surrealism, I've heard before. Pop I like... art. Po- I mean, pop art is the one that sounds like it would be most correct, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. No, I mean, it wouldn't fit into any that I could really think of. Mm-hmm. Just call it postmodern. Yeah. It's postmodern. You're so postmodern. Let's move on to things that I have words to talk about. Mm. Uh, How do you feel about the the actual story, like the narrative of the game? Um, It's very... uh... I feel like this is just like an a say nothing buzzword that I already said earlier, but like I just found it to be charming. Um, it's this game's very short, and so I just kind of like plopped down on the couch and just played through it. Uh, and it it's a fun little, as we said, funny narrative, and it's like a little bit absurd um, mm-hmm. with like this uh, raccoon tycoon. Uh, just has his business where he deploys all these holes uh, to people through this app to just suck everything up and collect all the trash. Uh, and then at the end, you like infiltrate his business and you stop him. So it's like a just a cute little story um, to you know has something to for to rest the mechanics on. And I think it works. Like it's it's pleasant. Um, the underground like cave area where everyone's sitting around the bonfire is uh you don't see it very much but the little time it is uh you're in those cutscenes, it's surprisingly like atmospheric i think uh it feels like kind of cozy um but yeah so yeah i liked it yeah i mean that pretty much covers everything that i was gonna say my uh 
initial thought on it was like the game is very short but the story is somehow like even shorter than that mm-hmm. because like if you boil down 90% of the game is just them explaining how BK trashed each of their houses right and then in the end you go to the the raccoon king mm-hmm. uh the tra- yeah trash king is what it is uh into his like little facility and you trash it too mm-hmm. uh so that is kind of like the the gist of it and it has a very sort of like uh parable style message yeah, that's of like way your friends it. are important and you should don't consider let them their be feelings. trash <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it's solid uh, mm-hmm. And it was mostly, it's, yeah, like a delivery vehicle for the dialogue. Yeah. So it, it feels appropriate for the little world that they created, and like for the length of the game, like yeah, it, it it pulls its weight, mm-hmm. like it does what it needs to for the game. Yeah, for sure. Definitely wouldn't be half as good without it. I don't think something like Katamari has a lot less of a story, but it works because it leans into like how fucking weird it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this needs, I think a little bit stronger of a story to carry it. And it does. It just has it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we mentioned, you mentioned uh, just now how the game is short mm-hmm. and we talk about the length of games, especially here on pocket quite a bit. And this is like, we usually come down on the positive side. Like we like a short game. Uh, and we can appreciate one that's short and feel like we got our money's worth and all that. And while I feel like I got my money's worth from this game, it's not like a value judgment here, but I do feel like it's a little short for what it offers. Um, I feel like, because like we were talking about with like that last level, feels like it really showcases like what the mechanics can do. So it doesn't really feel like the concept gets fully realized. And as a result, it leaves you like wanting more like it feels like it left stuff on the table mm-hmm. and you kind of wish it was a bit longer. Yeah. I think that probably uh the develop the fact that this was primarily developed by like one dude yeah. is probably the reason why it is so short, but I complete what I want from this game is I actually kind of like Donut County on its own as like a salt like a solid 4 three four hour thing Mm -hmm. but then i would love to see the monument valley treatment where this gets like a weird one-off expansion pack um and then i guess potentially a sequel i always forget monument valley 2 exists yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) so maybe not exactly the same but if it had like an expansion that that took the that like took the focus off of the dialogue and the narrative and saw where they could go with the mechanics just yeah. as an experimental thing. Yeah. I would adore that. Like just like challenge levels or something. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, we talked a little bit about the mechanics um, and, and like their, how simplistic they are. Uh, but you mentioned like the, the catapult I think is, is pretty huge considering there are just certain items that you can pick up and mm-hmm. then throw. Uh, and it, it lends a lot of depth to the puzzles and stuff. Yeah, and you have a couple of other one-off things like filling the hole with water and um, uh, like shooting fireworks up out of it or like dropping like a piece of coal in and then, right. you know, like catching it on fire and stuff. Uh, and they don't really, they only really get used in like one level each. 
And then it's not till that last level that it brings them all back and actually like uses them together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it it feels like there's a lot you could do with that as illustrated by that final level. Yeah. And that, uh, the the puzzle where it brings them back is all, is very like, like the fact that the water is there is very inconsequential, really. Like Mm -hmm. you just have to fill it up in order to start a timed rotation. Right. So it is like, yeah, I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that could be used in combination. Uh, the catapult itself is pretty limited as well because, like, they they will literally just take it away from you if you don't need to use it. Right. Uh, so there are definitely some things that I think could have been expanded upon. But the reason that we feel that way is because it was such a good time using mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Like, I think of that, the frog level where you send the frog up and it eats the the flies the flies yeah. uh, and it gets like bigger and so it grows your hole bigger and also it can like weigh stuff down cuz it's heavier uh i fucking loved that i thought that was great uh similarly shooting the raccoons up and having them latch on to things is a mm-hmm. is a cool yeah, mechanic and then, like, you catch the rabbits and then they multiply in mm-hmm. the hole which is very funny um and there was like the one where you made like soup yeah, you had to collect ingredients and in avoid the, hole. the cockroach yeah. from getting into the soup. So yeah, there's some clever ideas in there, for sure. And yeah, I would love to see that expanded on. Uh, yeah, it's like they don't feel like they get fleshed out; they just kind of feel like little novelties, mm-hmm. as it is now. I have one other thing. Okay, I don't know if you Hit have me. other things. No, we've we pretty thoroughly burned through my stuff. All right, they all went in the hole. They all went. In the- <laughs> They're deep underground now. Mm-hmm. They're way down in the hole. <laughs> Are you done? No. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> um, I did want to mention the music before we close it out, as is tradition. Classic, yeah. classic. Uh, because I feel like if I had played this game ten years ago, uh, mm-hmm. I would have thought that this soundtrack was like awesome, like super, <laughs> super good. Uh, and like, I, I would hold it up as like a standout example of, of a cool soundtrack. Uh, and that is not to detract from this being a cool soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I think that this, that, that generally speaking, soundtracks in indie games are so consistently cool across the board <laughs> that this no longer stands out as much. Uh, but I do think, I think it is a good, like, chill and also appropriately, like, humorously over the top at times. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they, they kind of nailed a balance in that. Uh, and it just, it was enjoyable and it was something that I would always notice, um, like, what tone the soundtrack was kind of bringing along uh, to each level and to each screen that you were on. Um, but it just didn't like, this didn't floor me because I uh, need blood splattered all over (laughs) my face in order to keep me from yawning. So, yeah, I think you're, you're right. At least (laughs) like I relate to that. Um, because yeah, there is something I remember enjoying the music while I was playing it, but like, I can't remember what any of the songs sound like. Like it, I think the, (laughs) to, uh, preview to my final thoughts uh i feel like yeah like i maybe have just hit a level of like saturation of like this sort of style of quirky indie game 
where things are starting to run together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because like, I so yeah, not uh, not trying to take anything away from the game, but mm-hmm. yeah, it would be it would be bad for me to say that I didn't like the soundtrack because it is it is good on par with lots of other things that are good uh but it is like a chill indie folky soundtrack and I did enjoy it and like if somebody put it on like most likely uh like a poppy old vinyl uh and you know just chilled out and probably like lit up a bowl (laughs) i would be like this is normal and i wouldn't think anything of it at all uh but now just thinking about it like i yeah i also don't really like i don't have those tunes stuck in my head and like we're coming off the back of stuff like sayonara wild hearts which (laughs) obviously was focused around its soundtrack but Mm -hmm. like absolutely blew me away in comparison it's just like yeah i really like this but I didn't love it completely. Uh, I don't know. This feels like unfair now that I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do we <laughs> uh, do we have fallen in a hole thoughts? Uh, my fallen in a hole thoughts are going to just launch off of what we were just talking about here. Like this is a good game, mm-hmm. um, but I think it it's something that illustrates like how much more competitive the indie game space is now. Um, Cause I feel like something like this and I brought up goose game earlier. I felt you know, like I had similar opinions on that where like, if these games had come out like five years ago, I feel like they would have been a lot more popular and got these. I mean, they were still popular, but I feel like they would have been like those big indie titles mm-hmm. if they had come out longer ago. Cause they would have stood out more. Um. Yeah, so it's like a weird phenomenon, I think, that we're like kind of starting to settle into. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like I as I think I was getting at earlier, like I said, I kind of hit a point where like I was a little bit sick of pixel art, but like you kind of like grow past those things and you just kind of accept their place. Yeah. Uh, in the in the game space, I guess. But uh, yeah, this game is very charming. Um, the moving the hole around and sucking things into it, uh, is super satisfying. It feels good in response to the move the hole around. I actually think it has a little bit of like a delay to it. So it actually feels like you're controlling someone controlling the hole. Um, because that is what is happening in the game. I think they tuned that really well. Um, so really, really satisfying to play. Um, it's funny it's uh charming i like the end credits where you fly the drone through it Mm -hmm. uh very cool and it's uh just leaves you wanting a little bit more like yeah as you said i think it it feels like it's begging for like an expansion or you know some kind of uh, or a sequel or something like that because it just feels like there's more here on the table to go back to so those are my Fallen in a whole thoughts. <laughs> uh, yep. I uh, I spent a lot more time of that listening to you than I normally do and trying to like compose my my own final well, thoughts. It's good to know that you don't usually listen to me. Yeah, you know, I just like to sort of glaze over. <laughs> get it? Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I actually do agree with the majority of that, though. I think to combine what you were thinking along with the old adage is it's better to leave someone wanting more. Uh, and this game definitely does do that. It did not. Co- we did not come in and go, I was sick of playing this game by the end of it. Uh, and that's a positive thing. Uh, the biggest points that we made, I think, that I, I would like to like stick to as being my, like my final thoughts on it are I do wish that the mechanics had a little bit more complication even outside of the main story, like something added on uh, or just like little challenges outside, whatever it is. Um, just because I found the controls themselves to be so enjoyable and like such a cool, relaxing thing to do that I just wanted to do more of it and use a little bit more of my brain for it. Um, but I really love the writing. I thought this game was genuinely really funny. Uh, and like all the characters had like their own little quirks and stuff and, uh, were cool to sort of like, because you got both the character as them in the hole and then you got to go see what their like house was like uh it allowed them to sort of like theme the levels and give the characters just a little bit more uh personality to play with um and in the end that's that's kind of what i take away this was a fun cool game that was very short uh and i would recommend it to people who liked all of those games that we've talked about <laughs> in the sort of twee indie sphere. I think this is like a solid entry and one that a lot of people could probably enjoy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be talking about Telling Lies, uh, which is the follow-up game uh, from the developer of Her Story, And if you listen to her story, or in fact, our uh, our awards episode from last year, uh, or this the beginning of this year, Mm -hmm. uh, you would probably be thinking, "I wonder why they haven't done this game yet," Uh, because I'm so like deeply in love with her story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, now we are suckers. We, we like to pace these things out. Yeah, you know, going to make them... But I didn't even play it when it came out. I'm, I'm a bad... <laughs> no, just a not, great big poser. Yeah, not a true fan. Uh, until okay, Chad's cancelled. <laughs> until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. There you can find... I don't know where that tone came from. There you can find links to all of our old episodes. Uh, including the ones that we did on Untitled Goose Game. Uh, or like Sayonara Wild Hearts, I also mm, talked a about. A short hike. Short hike was very similar as well. And links to our YouTube, our Twitter, our email, and the Discord. Where you can talk to us about games and give us suggestions on what to play next. fall on that like button see that subscribe button throw it in the hole yep don't don't (laughs) subscribe (laughs) you drive me glazed what does that even fucking mean